Hello, everyone. Mystic Chick here. It's about that time to grab a Saturn or Encircle Me cocktail or a straight-up glass of scotch and get settled into a big, puffy cloud of positive energy to contemplate another morsel of mystic goodness. So tonight we are talking about Saturn oppositions and Saturn returns and how they impact our lives at critical junctures. So if you have knowledge, knowledge is power, you can harness this knowledge to shape the life you desire. And I believe Virgo Lass could weigh in on this topic <laughs> just a little. Hello, Virgo Lass. Hello, Mystic Chick. <laughs> okay, that was a little lackluster. Where's your joie de vivre? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I will try to be more puppy. I'm not usually known for my pet. <laughs> you you kind of had this vibe of like, you know, a 65-year-old chain smoker for a minute. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I do have an excuse for that. Like, um, I my allergies are insane right now. Oh, no, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. So, like, basically, yeah. Like, I mean, my... um. I've got like a lot of chest congestion going on. It's super sexy. I don't know what to tell you about that. Like you just can't contain all of this hotness as well as like, you know, giant pollen count. So <laughs> You make pollen sexy. <laughs> I don't even think it's the pollen. It's like, um, it happens to me every year when we start running like the air conditioning. So we just change the yeah, we just changed the filter today, but I don't know, I think I'm allergic to air conditioning. I'm checking also because I feel like I don't know when ragweed kicks in. Oh, okay, here's the 2021 allergy season calendar. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently it says on one place that um they're like a bad year for everyone so i don't know how like what's going on with with all of the plant life and whatever but when is ragweed season that is the question i don't know but right now the cottonwood trees are going crazy like it looks like it's snowing outside. You could lie down in a park and make allergy angels. <laughs> I I was wondering what that was. Okay, so it's cottonwood. Yeah. <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> I wonder, like, oh, okay. I don't... Ragweed is worse when nights are cool and days are warm and dry. Its season usually starts. Oh, that's not till August. I got nothing. <laughs> so that's like another round, like, you know, allergy two. <laughs> There's so many like different. Oh, my. So I'm being joined. <laughs> Sasha Bear is uh, feeling like she hasn't had enough snacks today. And I don't know if that means I'm a horrible dog parent because. I was cutting back on her treats and she's feeling it and I'm evil and uh, wrong. <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> I'm so, but she came down here to let me know. Woo woo. It's time uh -huh. for a cookie. Uh, no cookie for you. You just ate dinner. All right. <laughs> now that the smackdown has been placed. <laughs> um, all right. So I, 
Oh my gosh. First of all, because there's so much to talk about tonight. Well, first of all, first of all, <laughs> your your throaty kind of vibe is actually very cool. Not to knock it in any way. The allergies are kind of just amplifying your inner goddess. <laughs> oh, is it kind of like that? I mean, I really was never a big friends watcher, but I did see the episode where Phoebe gets sick and it gives her like this super sexy throaty singing voice <laughs> and then she gets better and she starts like trying to like uh, get sick again so that she can get it back. <laughs> I, I do remember that. That was kind of horrifying, but I... <laughs> especially in our like, like um, post pandemic world, like probably like watching that episode again would probably be like traumatizing. Like I think at one point she like licks like Rachel spoon or something and they're all horrified in that episode, but it would be extra horrifying now. Oh my gosh. Well, and that's the problem. I was just talking to somebody the other day about friends, like the friends and Seinfeld were kind of around the same time. Seinfeld came out a couple years before friends, I think, but they were, they existed around the same time yeah and Seinfeld weirdly has you know really stood the test of time and you know you could watch episodes now and still laugh you know even ones you've seen like a million times you'll still probably laugh but friends oh my gosh I didn't realize like how <laughs> it was like its own like time bubble like you can't yep. like, references and the things that are like just not PC anymore it's weird. yeah exactly yeah like so many jokes about LGBT people and are just like, oh, we are all very heterosexual here. It's like, no, you're not. Like, really, Phoebe was the only cool one. Phoebe's the only one I would hang out with. I like to think that Phoebe had a different set of friends that she would hang out with, like, after, like, the other friends, like, went to bed at night. And then that's when she would, like, hang out with, like, her cool set of friends. Oh, yeah. I She had to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's just like hanging around like, you know, all of these like super boring straight people. Like, I mean, come on. There's no way that Phoebe wasn't bi. <gasps> no, there is no way. <laughs> I mean, Phoebe. Yeah. But well, and then she had the whole, um, I don't know, the whole two guy thing that was kind of contrived. And there was just a lot of like pain in that show that I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, I can't rewatch these. I just I tried a couple times. I'm like, oh my god, I just can't do it. Like Ross is too whiny. Rachel's too Rachel. I don't. Everybody has a problem. They're too over caricaturized. Oh my god. Oh like yeah, and Monica in the fat suit. Like okay, can we just retire like pat the fat suit entirely from all sitcoms? Like it's <sighs> it's not funny. Like no, the super like hot actor who like works out like 15 times a day has never fat and especially like not to like the limits of a fat suit that doesn't even look like an actual person <laughs> yeah that was weird yeah that was real weird well and didn't it start with i don't know what it started because i remember weird al doing it for the fat video yeah i mean i don't know it's like i feel like i'm give Weird Al a pass because it was the in the 80s and Weird Al is so wholesome and he's remained yes. consistently wholesome throughout his career. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that was like around the time, I don't really remember it being used too much before then. 
And yeah, after that, then they started kind of putting it in all the the sitcoms because, you know, it was funny in a music video that was a satire. So why not like in actual shows? And then it just really, yeah, that did not transfer well. So, so much fun. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I, okay. So the drinks tonight, I actually looked up Saturn saturn related drinks <laughs> oh, I, I but they are very serious drinks <laughs> oh god yeah really i should have i don't know what i was thinking but uh what was the first one it was it's a tiki bar kind of drink so but i when i read about it i'm like oh this is perfect for you no it's sweet okay i'm sorry it's sweet but it does have gin Ooh, okay i mean <laughs> I, I immediately perked up. <laughs> Gin? Gin, you say? <laughs> now, a, a bunch of places, I guess it's a pretty, I, I've never had it. I've never heard of it, but it's a pretty common cocktail. Um, it's the one that I, the recipe that I found is on punchdrink.com. And it's called the Saturn, but it's, there's a bunch of different recipes for the Saturn. And um, it's kind of got vibes like the Singapore Sling or the Mai Tai. It's kind of in that. It's a tiki cocktail. So uh, it has gin, one and a half ounces of gin, preferably Jensen's. I did not know about Jensen's gin. Have you heard of Jensen's gin? No, I haven't heard of that one. <laughs> we'll have to check that out. Uh, half an ounce of lemon juice. You've got half an ounce of or. See, this is weird stuff. Orgeat, O-R-G-E-A-T. Uh, it sounds fancy. Orgeat. <laughs> sure. Orgeat. <laughs> Are you? Did you take any French? Uh, through du- Duolingo. Duol. Wait, what? Oh, uh, Duolingo is a language app. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. That, that, yeah, that, that's as close as I've ever gotten to a class. Like, no, my um, my high school, um, I think, only offered Spanish and Italian. It was a very tiny. Uh, it was a very tiny high school, and most of the um, students there were Italian, so they were like, "Well, you, screw you, French." <laughs> <laughs> wow is it that okay yeah because there's a bunch of like the languages offered in high schools nowadays is so different there's like so many choices it's kind of scary like where are you really gonna use this i know wouldn't that be so cool though i mean uh just because that's like the time of your life when your brain like can most can mostly absorb (laughs) these things (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh so much fun yeah I, i wish i would have learned some I, I don't know. I learned enough Spanish to get by, I guess, but I really could have stood to learn a bunch more. I took, you know, four years and then some in college. So, I mean, it's not like I didn't take any, but yeah. I took a semester of Italian, but I hated the teacher. So then I dropped out. <laughs> well, that's a problem. Seriously. Yep. Like if you can't learn, if the teacher's not good, you're not going to learn anything. So that is... But anyway, so this org, yeah, whatever the heck that is, it's preferably if you could look for latitude 29 org yet, then that is the schnizzle, apparently. All right. Um, <laughs> quarter of an ounce of passion fruit puree, a quarter ounce of velvet phalernum. Uh, what's phalernum? 
know. Does that French do fait la milme? Now you're just making anything sound French. Now it does sound nicer <laughs> that way. <laughs> there, there are bartenders listening to us right now, and we're just like, probably just like um, shaking their heads in dismay, <laughs> just dying a little inside. Right, right. Like yeah, like alcohol snobs. You're just like, oh god. Like I tune in for the happy hour, and these chicks can't even get it right. Oh my gosh, yeah, we're horrible. We actually, that would be one of our hashtag goals is to take like some bartending classes or like mixology classes. I know I have a friend who tried doing that and they did become a bartender, but they had, it, they had such a hard time with that, like struggled with like the bartending school oh, and gosh. they just, and they decided that it was basically like harry potter taking potions class like as soon as they had that in their brain they're like okay it's potions class i just need to pass potions class then they were able to like kind of like get into it more oh my god so were they able to like do it or yeah yeah they passed they became a bartender and uh for like a few years and now they're not doing that anymore Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I still think it might be helpful, at least for me, even just to learn more about <laughs> the the mysterious world of the alcohols. The alcohols. <laughs> the boo- <laughs> the mahal. <laughs> it's not just um, rubbing alcohol in antifreeze. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that's the thing, like, yeah, like, there are other podcasts where they... Um, They'll be like, oh, yes, like this, you know, eight old whiskey that I have from this brand. And then I put in the bitters and we're just like, I'm drinking gin and LaCroix right now. (laughs) And I'm just drinking the LaCroix. I I don't know. I've, I've been on this weird detox the last few days, so. Yeah, I am drinking a blueberry lemonade shandy right now. And right now... Today, like, I had to do, like, a ton of cleaning. We have a guest coming in tomorrow, so it was a clean-all-the-things sort of day. And then um, at the end of it, Virgo Lad was just like, do you want a beer? And I was like, yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. Seriously, the the mega clean before, you know, people visit is, like, you could pass out by the end of the day. Like, it is an exhausting workout, like a marathon. Yeah. Yeah, because then all because you can like just live in your in your home and maybe things are dirty. You don't really see it because it's your own dirt. But then all of a sudden someone's going to come and you look around and you're like, oh, my God, the place is dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Look at the dust on that frame of that thing. Why did I never notice that before? Probably because I didn't care. But (laughs) yeah, exactly. Dust all the things. Everything's dusty. Oh, (laughs) yes. So, um. Last but not least, there's eight ounces of crushed ice in this thing. And good luck with anybody who makes it. Um, If anybody does make a Saturn and wants to kind of let us know in some way, shape, or form, take a picture of it. Just send us a little note somehow. Or even do a little video of you drinking it. Anything you want to do, we are totally here for you. We are here for you. (laughs) So the next one is another cocktail. Um... I'm trying to see if I can get to that. Okay. <laughs> this one's kind of odd. It almost reminds me of a um, tantric cocktail because it's called Encircle Me. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 
I don't know if it's worth the if it's worth being encircled for. So I'm going to have to read the ingredients. But it does have concentric rings of probably sugar or Himalayan salt around it, and so you could do that on your own table if you so choose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm big I mean, mess, but you you kind of got me out Himalayan salt. <laughs> now I don't even know if it's. I think you could use either because it's like orangey. So it's either like brown sugar and cinnamon or, okay. So, and this one's on a blog. It's thirstycamelcocktails.com. And there's actually, a, in the blog format, of course, there's a life story about it. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I'm just trying to, is there anything that I can just glean do you have to like just scroll, 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 scroll to get to the actual recipe? <laughs> well, well this one time in Tuscany, I was just walking along and all of a sudden, this handsome Italian man came out of nowhere and asked me if I would like a drink. But he said it in Italian and I didn't know what he said, so... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I'm sure that like I'm sure that this is very fascinating, but it is it kind of goes, you know, like the whole um Saturn's orbit around the sun takes 29 years, blah blah blah. Coffee drinkers of the universe, yada yada yada. Saturn has 53 recognized moons. Mm, something about the Cassini gap, um looking up at the sky about I don't know. The earth being the size of a nickel, Saturn would be almost the size of a baseball. Where is the drinking part? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So the concentric rings are made from Himalayan sea salt and cake sprinkles. What? Yes. Wait, like those two things together? Yeah. Well, because, okay. So imagine this for a moment. Let's step out of time and space and we're floating in a bubble of goodness and, and booze. And there is this glass, you know, like, I don't know what kind of glass it is. Martini glass, I guess. It, no, it looks more like a um, margarita glass. But anyways, anywho, you have this glass and you set it on a table, right? And then you do these big concentric rings around the base of the glass. And they are all about uh, like an inch to an inch and a half thick per ring of this Himalayan salt and cake sprinkle mixture. Yeah, I still don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> it would be probably for like a centerpiece or like maybe for like the guest of honor for like some sort of like magical or like celebratory party. Possibly. 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 So <laughs> like you all got together to celebrate someone's Saturn return. <laughs> I think that when during research, like I found a article or something that's and it said that at, you know like when you finish your Saturn return you're like order a big drink you deserve it <laughs> <laughs> alright so there aren't that many ingredients in this though and the last drink is, is going to be very very easy to talk about but um, so the Encircle Me is two ounces oh this is gin also two ounces of blue coat gin um, a quarter of an ounce of Suzie S-U-Z-E Okay. A three quarters of an ounce, again, of the Gifford Orgiet syrup and three quarters of an ounce of lime juice. And you're just going to put it in a cocktail shaker with ice, shake until it's very cold, double strain it, yada, yada. Uh, garnish with hibiscus salt and saffron. Hibiscus salt? I I'm intrigued. 
I know. Yeah, I didn't know that was a thing, but I kind of want it now. I know. I think that we need to become fancier drinkers. We're not going to the right bars. Apparently not. I mean, <laughs> I can usually like, yeah, get a fancy drink at a fancy bar pretty easily. But I, I, I'm never, I, I really need to start chatting up the bartender about each and every single ingredient that they're putting in. Although, let's be fair bartenders don't like that they're just like okay yes yes like um let's keep it moving i've got somebody else to serve <laughs> yeah maybe if you go like during like a quiet time then they'll be like oh yeah let's chat about every single thing i'm putting in this glass but yeah don't don't ever do that to a bartender when there's like a big rush of people yeah you'd have to pick like a tuesday afternoon yeah yeah hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's interesting though that according to this blog um, her name is Carla she writes that uh, the Saturn return this is just in her blog post occurs every 29 years but its influence can begin to be felt up to three years before it marks a time of crisis when we confront ourselves and feel like everything we get we are gets called into question it it's not coincidental that it occurs when we're about to turn 30 and 60 respectively once we weather the crisis we emerge on the other side of it stronger more sure of our identity and so then there's talk of saturn return calculators which we can touch on because i actually that didn't even occur to me but anyways so then the last drink is <laughs> just scotch and the reason not just because of anchorman and the scotchy scotch scotch song <laughs> <laughs> but i found on this thing called yourastroservice.com astrology blogs <laughs> that's the name of the blog astrology blogs astrology blogs astrology in quotes astrology guides you to insights that can lead to solutions i don't know this almost feels like it was put out by a bot <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, or maybe like foreign, and this is the way it's kind of like I, I yeah, you know what? Maybe it's foreign. Uh, I feel like a scotch would be a very appropriate like Saturnalia sort of a drink because Saturn is Saturn's kind of like the father figure. Saturn Saturn is kind of like it's got like leather armchair teak. Take wooden desk, you know, um, pipe and slippers, and a and a like a little snifter of scotch sort of energy. <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> you're you're definitely set in the mood for this. I enjoy that. <laughs> uh -huh. it, it's interesting. I think this is foreign uh because yeah it's i think it might be this person manchanda karan is indian i think and he is also a vedic astrologer and there's all sorts of astrologies that i didn't even know existed that he's listing like prash prashana astrology uh mobile astrology medical astrology progeny astrology orary which I feel like I should know that. I probably practice it and I don't know what's called orrery. Right. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he's kind of talking about alcohol in general and like bad placements. Like Saturn is a karmic planet and they can be involved in the judgment on a person's drinking habits and routines. Ooh. But anyway, so he's got it listed out of different 
drinks, types of alcohol associated with different like astrological placements or something. But anyway, so Saturn and Venus, it says if these two planets are placed together in one's horoscope or have some connection together in any form or shape, then drinking scotch acts as the most powerful way during some special occasions to enhance good luck and bring results in your favor. Um, those who can afford scotch are most mostly people who are capable enough to own it and get great benefit during the time they need that perfectly. I don't even know. I don't feel like this is translating quite well. Uh, but, but also it says Saturn specifically, one should stop drinking local whiskey or substandard whiskey if planet Saturn is placed badly in your horoscope. So <laughs> don't no more wild Turkey. All right, people. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I wish that they would like say like how that means like if Saturn has in a bad placement. I mean, um, I actually have a Leo in Saturn, like which, I mean, is that, is that a bad placement? I feel like it's um, Saturn basically like ends up putting like harsh limits on like anything that's fun in my life. So <laughs> thanks, Saturn. Huh? Uh, I um. Yeah, I'm actually talking to see if I can, if there's some sort of guide for that. But okay, so Saturn is considered good in houses two, three, seven, and 12, whereas houses one, four, five, and six are bad for Saturn. Damn it. Uh, bad placement. House bad five placement. for me. Uh, Sun, Moon, and Mars are its enemies. Oh, Saturn has enemies. Venus, Mercury, and Rahu are friends, and Jupiter and Ketu are neutral to it. So that is according to futurepointindia.com. All right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so, but I mean, there's obviously other places you can look. Uh, ooh, psycho, psychologicallyastrology.com, worst houses for the planets to be in. Um, I don't know if there's one that they could pick. Oh, first house is the worst, I guess, for Saturn. So good luck with that, anyone with Basically, Saturn. Basically, uh, yeah, like, I mean... Basically, like any of the fiery houses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be putting a time out. Is there? <laughs> you know the yeah. possibility? I could do it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That reminds me of when I, yeah, there's certain types of kids who are very like strong willed and uh, <laughs> working with them, especially trying to put any types of limitations in a school setting can get really terrifying. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Things will be thrown. <laughs> you better duck. <laughs> um, all right. So getting into this whole, I didn't even know exactly. Like, I feel like this is not the smoothest title for a podcast. Saturn Oppositions and Returns. We can revisit this later because this will get uh, edited and uploaded in a in a, another kind of karmic form later. But <laughs> I got kind of confused honestly, because it feels like there's these oppositions and these returns and they keep, you know, I think they keep switching, you know, you start with an opposition and then you go to a return and then you go to an opposition and then whatever. But depending on the website that I looked at, like the age range, especially for that first opposition, like really varied, like weirdly. And I'm sitting there going, what? Like, 
Um, the one that you found is ages 15 to 17 for the first Saturn opposition. Somewhere else I read it was 14 to 21. Then there was another one that said like 13 to 17. And then there was one that was like something around 14. I don't know. It was, it was like, how do you, how does all this work? I'm so. Right. I mean, well, I guess that, it, I mean, it's probably so different and so individual for everyone. Like it's. With, I mean, to really pinpoint it, like, you probably have to, like, really look at your birth chart. And, like, again, like, with the calculators, because I, your Saturn return and opposition, well, we'll start with the Saturn return. Saturn return is when Saturn uh, travels to the exact point and degree that it was in when you were born. And your Saturn opposition is when it swings in the other direction, when it's exactly like the perfect, like opposite point and degree. So like 180 um, degrees. Exactly. Path. 180 degrees. So, I mean, I just recently had my Saturn opposition. And um, so that meant that it was like 180 degrees straight across um, from my Virgo sign, like over in Pisces. So how do you, have you passed your opposition now or are you still technically yeah, the opposition in it? only lasts like a few months. Like, I think that the return is more like it starts when you turn 27 and it peaks when you're 29 and you can like feel like kind of the reverberations um, in, even in your early thirties. I mean, I feel like anyone like thinking back to that age is probably just like, Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the opposition, I'd say like the, I mean, the opposition can be what you make of it. But in general, it's the midlife crisis point of your life. So yeah, so anywhere from like, yeah, 40 to 45, probably. <laughs> Oh God, this is, I, I think this is like a really tough episode because it's, you sit there and I, I mean, I think it's tough for a lot of reasons, like no matter which one you're experiencing, because it's just like, it really does kind of force you to kind of really look at yourself and your life. And that can be kind of uncomfortable for people sometimes. Right. right. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> right. I, I think that's, too. It's like that, and that's the thing is that you know they say that um, Saturn is like the karma planet. So if you're not paying enough attention to what Saturn is trying to tell you, I think that is when like things can get really bad. Like maybe during your Saturn return, you're like, "No, screw this! I'm still I'm still a kid," and then you drink yourself to death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or like even worse, just be even worse. Okay, it is not worse than death, but <laughs> but like maybe you just become one of those people who are just kind of seen as being very tragic as they get older because they never gave themselves a chance to grow up. And and when you're in your midlife crisis, out in opposition, um, then you're just like. You know, like getting divorced and um, uh, trying to like date younger people and like buying sports cars, you know, like that cliche. <laughs> that's what I think that's the best way to put it is that like if you flunk your Saturn return or your Saturn opposition, you basically end up 
being a cliche. <laughs> so I guess my question is like, is there like, can you redeem yourself? Is there a way to turn your life around? I, I mean, because like by the time you're faced with it, cause some of this stuff like, Oh, well, you know, especially the one like in your forties, well, you know, if you've like put yourself on a good path, you will be reaping rewards by now. And if not, you know, you're SOL. <clears throat> like, is there a way to turn that around? Like, you know, sometimes people are a victim of circumstance. Like sometimes things just don't go the way you planned. Like, is there hope? Yeah, no, I mean, I think that there's always hope. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> there's always sometimes hope. Yeah, there's always <laughs> sometimes hope. <laughs> that's, that's, a, so, that's the title of my self-help book. <laughs> but I'd say, like, I mean, I would think that that would actually be the whole point of it is that um, this is the time where you look at your life and you look at your choices. And uh, yeah, if you um, feel like you're not where you should be, then maybe that's like, Maybe it's maybe that's when you decide to make some changes. Like maybe you are in a marriage that like has become just loveless and toxic. Um, maybe you're in a career path that like during your Saturn return you thought was like the right one for you, and now you're in your Saturn opposition, and you're like, no, this really is not the right one for me, or I just outgrew it. You know, mm -hmm. like I mean, you it's, you can just outgrow things sometimes. And or maybe um, your kids are growing up and you're like, okay, like now it's time for me to put more of my concentration on myself and um, fulfilling my life instead of constantly like looking after somebody else all the time and putting all of my energy there. Maybe it's time to put that energy back into me. So, I mean, there's just like many different ways and there's all, always going to be growing pains, like always. <laughs> but I mean, just because something's painful doesn't mean that it's bad. Spoken like a true Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there are certain signs where they just want to bury their head in the sand instead of try to like um, kind of face conflict or reality it's just it's like oh this is getting real yeah. <laughs> hmm. and as a water sign i have to say yeah i kind of want to hop in a boat and float away sometimes <laughs> like, yeah this island's a little crazy we're just gonna float away maybe we'll run into another one and that'll be all right <laughs> right <laughs> uh so i mean Okay, so like if we could like walk the path of, you know, starting with that first opposition when you're a teenager or whatnot, like what I, mean, I feel like that one's just crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're a teenager, your hormones are going all over the place. I mean, I, I think that if anything, like, yeah, maybe that first opposition is just all about like, trying to establish who you are, you know, like, I mean, you're a kid and you're just kind of like, okay, well, I'm a kid. I just do what my parents tell me and stuff like that. I just want to run around and play. But then like when you're a teen, you're just like, okay, so now I'm establishing a sense of self, you know, like this is the music that I listen to. These are the people that I look up to. Um, I made a collage of celebrities like from magazines that I hung on my wall. 
I don't know if kids still do that because they don't read magazines anymore, <laughs> but they put them on their Pinterest. <laughs> okay. You know, magazines are going to kill the earth, right? <laughs> we were like abusing magazines. <laughs> I'm not going to admit that I still read some sometimes and that I do use them to make my little uh, motivational boards. But <laughs> I mean, I think you already uh, admitted that in the report. <laughs> In the vision board podcast, so no take backs now. <laughs> no take backsies. Uh, there is a, a website called dooroflotus.com that had a, a that has a Saturn return kind of blog post on this, and it's interesting because they kind of talk about uh, at, around the age of fourteen that there's this new need for independent social interactions. And that you are kind of, this period of time is like fighting against the father as the symbol of belonging and dependency on a group. And so I think father, you can put in quotes, like parents maybe, or authority figures or whatever. Mm. Um, but anyways, what's interesting, so you're starting to kind of throw away the childish things. You're like working on becoming adults and all that that entails, good and bad. Um, what's interesting though, is that that's kind of what comes back around the age of 42, which I think would then be that Saturn opposition again, right? In the forties. And I will say, cause that, that I kind of made me think and about how like going through my own opposition, um, uh, part of it was um, just, uh, I was like thinking about maybe like, you know, starting my own business because I was just kind of like, I am just so tired of having bosses. And um, so I think that is something pro- that is probably very common in a Saturn opposition is that maybe that's the point where you're like, you know what, I am so tired of like working for other people and having other people tell me what to do. I am a grown ass adult and I am a professional. I know what I'm doing. And that's like maybe the time when you start your own business. Like um, I didn't end up starting my own business, but uh, somebody else who um, started their own business kind of like brought me in as um, to manage like a second studio of theirs. And so it was kind of like a little bit of the best of both worlds. Like, you know, she didn't bring me in to be an employee. She brought me in to like be like kind of a partner and someone she could rely on. And um, so I, so that appealed to me as opposed to like looking for another job and like being like another cog in their wheel and making them money and like not really seeing any benefits for myself, you know, like, Oh, what can I do for you? (laughs) Yeah. You're finally like owning it and like taking charge of what you want and kind of really thinking about, you know, your dreams or where you picture yourself and you're making it happen. And so, I mean, I think that you've really, and I wonder if certain signs do kind of do better with these Saturn oppositions than others, because some of the things that I had come across with this, like working with Saturn energy kind of lends itself to certain signs better, I think, especially like a Virgo, because, uh, and this is according to, oh gosh, DenaidCastro.com. Um, hopefully I didn't just butcher that, but um, working with Saturn, it was, they had some tips for working with Saturn energy and they were taking responsibility for what's yours. Um, working hard, 
making decisions, setting boundaries, committing, be patient, and claiming your authority and just like who you want to be and all of that. And so I think that that just seems to be more of a struggle for certain signs than others. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I could see it also like, like, especially like, um, cause I, I feel like we're always very tailored towards like, you no know, women's experiences and everything. But like, if someone was like, you know, like maybe more like male presenting, um, then they find themselves as the father figure. And that probably like, can throw you for a loop, especially if you're a certain sign where like you spent your entire life like fighting against authority and being like, you're not the boss of me, dad and everything. (laughs) And now you've got a kid and now you're in your forties and suddenly you're like, Oh my God, I'm the dad. I'm the one you're rebelling against now. I'm the man. How did this happen? (laughs) That reminds me of that talking head song. Like this is not my life. This is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> How did I get here? <laughs> it's like, and I think it sums it up actually really well because there's like, like on, from the outside looking in, it's like you always wanted that stuff, especially being a teenager and a young adult. Like, oh, the house and the great car and then this and that and you know then you get them and you realize like what's behind all of that mm-hmm. <laughs> behind, the, behind curtain. the curtain <laughs> you're like whoa <laughs> I feel the pressure I feel real heavy right now <laughs> so yeah I mean I think that you know and also just the kind of trying to keep up with the Joneses which yeah. I don't know that maybe that varies by generation too, because I don't know how much the millennials are doing that versus our generation Gen X or. I actually just thought of something that might blow your mind. Hmm. Okay. So, and I'm hoping that, um, so I am hoping that like, this isn't like, um, like letting a cat out of the bag or bringing up your own, like, you know, um, personal issues. But like, I mean, this is like a good, happy issue, but you know, you recently decided that you want to like take your feng shui to the next level and really stu- start to study it. Um, do you know what you told me that you wanted to be when you were 14 years old, probably going through <laughs> your first opposition? No, no, I do not. Please refresh me because I actually, this could be life changing. We're we're experiencing a life changing moment right now, everyone. Okay. (laughs) Interior decorating. Seriously? Seriously. That's so crazy. (gasps) Wow. I don't know. So maybe I, cause I was really down on myself about these returns and these oppositions. Like, oh my gosh, my life isn't going according to plan. Like, you know, I pictured all these things and you, that's what's funny about memory too, is that, you know, you could remember something from a certain time period that didn't relate to any of those returns or oppositions when you had different goals. And that's all you're flashing back to is why didn't I attain those when they Mm -hmm. weren't really meant to be at all? (laughs) Wow, that is so funny. Well, and it's funny, too, because I remember um, even graduating, getting ready to graduate high school, and it was like, I really wanted to go into interior design. 
And I was told, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, go to a real college. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't even know what that means because there's a lot of huge design schools and really great universities <laughs> that teach that. But that's where we were. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Psychology has been extremely useful in some ways, but in the job realm, you really have to be specialized and you have to get multiple degrees in psychology, which I have. But I mean, it's not an easy road to kind of make a living at that sort of thing. So interior, that is so funny. (laughs) So, so yeah. So it's almost kind of like coming full circle except that you're putting your own little like um mystic chick like flair to it that is so awesome yeah because i would i don't think i would have been happy going the straight you know interior decorating route like it's just normal flat lifeless soulless decorating right (laughs) right yeah like i mean because like doing feng shui is totally different than just being like this beige couch really goes with the room but it's a <laughs> pop of color with an accent wall you know <laughs> <laughs> let's just rock the oatmeal people <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to be a risk taker let's put a, a green throw pillow out Ooh, like do you know <laughs> Do you remember, like, especially growing up, like how our our parents' generation was so afraid of color? (laughs) Oh, my God. So afraid. My parents, my well, my mom was so afraid of color. Everything was, like, decorated with beige or oatmeal. (laughs) And I I, I think that's why, like, I decorate with so much color today because (laughs) just as, like, a yeah, just as like a um, rebellion against that. And um, but maybe like for their generation, like, you know, when they became adults in the 80s, it was like to rebel against like, um, maybe how like, crazy colorful everything was in the 70s like i don't know oh, no okay the colors in the 70s at least my impression was that they were cloying like the the avocado green the right. gold, lots of dark wood everything just hung on you like just you couldn't escape it it was it seeped into your pores like you you were breathing in the avocado green stove and <laughs> you couldn't escape and it followed you to school <laughs> so i think it was the pendulum swinging like they yeah. everybody they were all like oh my god i can't take it anymore i and they all went just to white and beige and lack of color because they're like i right. just i need to like clear my aura or something right and yeah then it was then they started peppering in horrible colors like like mauve <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like we got into the 90s and there was a lot of maroon. Oh, maroon and dusty rose and this uh-huh. weird aqua green. I don't know. But um, yeah, so that's really interesting, though. And it's funny because like revisiting and we're going to kind of go back to the whole like, tr- you know, transitioning through all these oppositions and returns and what their meanings are. But uh, it was interesting because, yeah, I'm kind of recommitting myself to um, really digging deep into feng shui. And I got this voice in my head a few days ago or last week. And I do, I'm like clear audience. So it's one of my things. But I'll get kind of messages from other realms, from my spirit guides. And they'll actually, it'll be like whispering in my ear. 
And they basically told me, this is so like weird to share with people, but I'm going to say it because it could actually help someone else out there. But um, the message was clean like your life depends on it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. That was the message from my guides. And so I'm just kind of like, and I really took it to heart and I really was starting to analyze what does that mean? Like as far as feng shui goes and everything else. And it was like, you don't know until you really start uncovering all those hidden things in drawers and buried in closets and stuff, what kind of weird toxic elements, not just, you know, true toxic things like asbestos, but toxic elements for whatever bagua the the thing is resting in that could be kind of contaminating, you know, your happiness, your health, all these things. So I really believe that I am actually making myself and my life healthier by like going through this process. But it was just a very weird message to receive from my guides. <laughs> don't know. Oh, I, I know. Like I don't know what I would think if my guys told me to clean up. I mean, no, that's probably when my Aries rising would be like, no, you clean up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, well, I, I know I've gotten a lot of messages over the years and I, I didn't always take the advice right away. Although it's funny with other realms, they will make sure you get it eventually. (laughs) It just gets more and more painful. The lessons get more painful. If you don't listen, just putting that out there. It is it. That's the way the universe works. If you really need to learn something, you will learn it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess that's the exact point of the show. Like whether you're in your return or opposition or whatever, it's like, you've got to listen to what Saturn is trying to tell you. Oh God. Yeah. And Saturn is so, um, so anyways, kind of revisiting that, I, because it's the opposition that's in your forties or whatever. Um, but they're kind of, it's, you're still, you're kind of coming full circle with the energy that you were experiencing when you were a teenager. And that's just a very interesting position to be in because that's like when you're sitting there with your life kind of very settled and then you have these weird teenager feelings again and teenager this teenager energy and um this blog the door of lotus.com is actually kind of talking about this time period it's the opposition around your 40s and then the, the opposition again when you're in your late 70s or 70s ish uh is that it's a change that, you know, you can make to kind of cut a lot of the karmic heritage and start to accept yourselves and your own needs. And um, they also kind of talk about it being the starting phase of our dharma. So uh, just really interesting how much is in that, wrapped up in that kind of midlife crisis situation. And not just midlife, the one in the 70s too, like, you know, you're kind of then reassessing your later years going, you know, what do I want for myself? So just really powerful moments. Right, right. I mean, I think that, and we need those powerful moments every now and then in our lives just to just shake things up. <laughs> it's just so weird that the Either shake, shake up- things up or put them to bed. 
one or the other. Ooh, yeah, letting it go. That's the other kind of like big message from yeah. Saturn, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that that is like because in your return, like maybe yeah, you're like um 28 years old and you have had like certain friends since high school and college and suddenly you're looking around and maybe they don't fit anymore. Like maybe there are people where uh, you've surrounded yourself with and suddenly you're realizing that they're kind of toxic and they're not really like adding anything to your life anymore. And it's not like set that almost, that sounds kind of cruel in a way, but like, let's just say maybe it's somebody where like you feel like the friendship is a one-way street always leading towards them. And uh, like maybe when you were 24, it wasn't a big deal, but now you're 28 and it's getting old. <laughs> been there done that you can only yep. do with it so many times before you're like yeah it's not my problem anymore yep. <laughs> talk to the hand right <laughs> go get yourself some help <laughs> um so yeah so basically though for anybody who's just kind of tuning in now it's we're kind of talking about the saturn oppositions and returns that kind of come about through different periods of your life and they they kind of like swing back and forth right so you know you kind of start out i think see it really depends on the website because this one's talking about the the first saturn opposition being around age 13 to 14 but you have these kind of pivotal moments then where saturn is either opposing things or returning to the place where it was when you were born correct correct Okay. And so, you know, that first one as a teenager is kind of learning to be able to help yourself with things and find your independence. And then around the age of, you know, your late 20s when Saturn returns, then is that kind of when you're kind of really trying to carve out who you are as a person and who you want to be? Exactly. Yeah. It's like the beginning of your adult life. Oh, God, it takes that long. <laughs> I, it might even sound funny to people who like start having like families a lot earlier. Like, I mean, Mystic Chick, you like already had like two kids by the time you were in your Saturn return. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I kind of rushed things. I mean, I really do like going through all this stuff with you. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I feel like I kind of like skipped phases or maybe I, I don't know what I was doing, but um, because I, a lot of it honestly was. <laughs> because of things that I got from my guides it was like okay now you need to have this baby and it's like it made no sense like in the outside world it was like but I'm 25 and I mean I could see my son I could like you know I, I got to know him months before I even got pregnant with him and the same with my daughter like I knew her several years before I got pregnant with her and um so I mean it was just like I, by the time, yeah, by the time my daughter was born, I was 29 and yeah, done with kids. And <laughs> I didn't really reflect. I, I feel like I skipped out on that return because I mean, I did do the big things like having a baby or common events for this life stage, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like especially having kids that close together and around that time, it was, I was like in this zombie land. Like I wasn't self-reflecting on anything. I was just like going through the motions. So did I right. miss out on that or did I just like 
do what I was supposed to do at that phase. Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe Saturn just sort of like checked in on you and was like, yeah, okay, you're 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 doing good. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. You're fine. Whatever. Like you're on automatic pilot. We're not going to deal with you for another twenty years, anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> see i was actually thinking about like for this podcast going through like some of my journals because i i have every journal that i've ever kept since like age 14 oh, <laughs> so oh you I, are such a journal no and you started writing journals like i remember you being you know in fifth grade age mm-hmm. 11 10 and you had journals going then like you yeah. just didn't save those or oh i still have them but like i mean it was just more like the like the kid diaries and stuff like that <laughs> and yeah not as much fun to look through but even then they were they were more like hey diary how are you doing i'm doing great this summer's all right i'm gonna go see my friend now bye you know <laughs> your diary <laughs> have a great day swimming <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully i'll get ice cream after dinner <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> but yeah but um i didn't get a chance to or like i mean i feel like sometimes when you like look back through your old journals it's like you need to be ready for that commitment <laughs> it brings up so many emotions but i mean i just remember like for my saturn return for those years like i mean i think that 27 is about the time that i started esthetician school so i decided to do that instead of grad school for writing and i remember saying that it was because I like the idea of being able to have a job after I was done with <laughs> school. <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, so um so there was that and then like um cuz Virgo Lad and I had been together like um several years at that point. And so um I think like around like 2829 is when all of a sudden like the light switch flipped and uh, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to get married now, or at least talk about it. But um, <laughs> Virgo Lad's Saturn return was more like, wait, what now? Just because, well, I mean, his parents were getting, I mean, his parents were getting divorced at the time. So he wasn't like thinking very kindly about marriage at that point. So it was unfortunately like um, opposing returns that we were going through i guess yeah so yeah a touchy time to bring up marriage when your partner's um parents are getting a divorce (laughs) maybe not (laughs) great timing maybe not great timing virgo last maybe not great timing (laughs) anyway (laughs) but but yeah i mean um and i remember um when we did decide to get married like it was uh, we did it right before, like we were 30 and we did it like right before our 31st birthdays, which I remember it was very important to me that I got married before 31, which now looking back, I'm like, that was so ridiculous. 31's not old. Like 30 <laughs> isn't that big of a deal. Calm oh. down, Virgo lass. <laughs> like, <laughs> have your wedding in October when it is pretty and temperate out and not in the dog days of August. Why don't you? 
well, the problem is that like the whole wedding industry like preys on your emotions and you just have like these like ideas of where your life should be at with, you know, all of these weird advertising campaigns <laughs> and they're just happy to take your money and, you know, for the most important day of your life. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and, and it has to be that certain particular day. Otherwise, it doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, and it's really weird, too, because, I mean, it wasn't like I was buying into, like, most anything else about marriage. Like, I mean, I didn't want kids then. And, uh, like, I've, I'm have i fine with that life choice. And, I mean, you went to my wedding. You know it did not look like a typical wedding whatsoever. <laughs> it's been one of the best weddings I've been to. So, huzzah. <laughs> huzzah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I wore red. He wore a T-shirt with a suit coat. Like, uh, my bridesmaids wore, like, fairy wings. And we did dance to 80s music all night and it was awesome it was magical it really yeah. <laughs> but but yeah so i mean but there were i guess that there were still like maybe just certain things that i was stuck on like saturn was in my ear saying all right time to get married time to do this but i also think just at that point like we had been together for seven years and you know how it is like what they say about like seven years like if you've been with someone either you get that seven year itch and you oh. bolt, or it's time to make a commitment and for me i guess it was like time to make a commitment and i was seeing other couples getting engaged that hadn't been together as long as we had and i was at the point where i was like i we had been together for so long. We were very committed to each other and I didn't want to call him my boyfriend anymore. Like it, it felt dumb. <laughs> like I was just like, okay, like, I mean, cause boyfriend could easily mean like we've been together for two weeks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, some people like get to know each other for like a month and then they get married. <laughs> exactly. Like, and you know, weird. and some, and some people stay together for like their entire lives and they don't get married and that's yeah. fine. And I think that in my early twenties, I thought that I was going to be one of those people who was going to be fine. But then my Saturn return hit and suddenly it was, the switch just flipped and I was like, <laughs> no, need to get married right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Saturn return around your late twenties, you know, it's um, kind of, getting your your life kind of settled into the way you want it to be um whether you're oh, I feel home, like, um, does somebody have a question uh someone named spicoli um would maybe want to call in and ask if we could talk about the meaning of saturn <laughs> um yes if you want to kind of feel that one <laughs> <laughs> The limiting okay. power of Saturn. The limiting power of Saturn. Actually, let me just pull up a guide here. So um, for anyone who might be going through their Saturn return or approaching their Saturn opposition, there's actually a handy book that just came out by uh, Lisa Stardust, who is this amazing astrologer, if you ever want to look her up. But she just wrote a guidebook for your Saturn return. And so, like, the entire first chapter is all about Saturn, and um, I can, like, read a little bit about the mythology. Um, she says, Saturn was one of the 12 titans whose gods were known for their size, strength, and immense power until they were deposed to Zeus. 
Gaia, Mother Earth, and I'm going to butcher this name, Uranus, Father Sky, created the first inhabitants of the world. Powerful gods who are known for their tough exterior and intense demeanor. Blah, blah, blah. Other gods, we don't care about them. Kronos, <laughs> Zeus. Okay, so basically Kronos, which, you know, we know, like, um, there's a whole watch company named um Kronos was a Kronos was a god who became the ruler of the universe after he destroyed his father. He married his sister and they reigned mightily for a time. Um, <laughs> prophecy said that one of Kronos's kids would try to depose him, so he decided to swallow them upon birth. But when sixth child Zeus was born, Rhea stole him away to protect him and gave Kronos a stone to swallow instead. Zeus eventually got a job as a cupbearer to his father and gave him a poison potion that made him vomit out the swallowed siblings. A major <laughs> war ensued. Zeus, ever well, the cunning warrior, convinced Prometheus to join his team. Kronos and his team of monsters lost. They were banished to the Tartarus, a dark and depressing place at the end of Earth, where Kronos spent eternity reflecting on his actions. Withdrawn from the world, he chose to punish himself for what he had done. In Roman mythology, Kronos became Saturn. Saturn. Uh huh. Uh huh. That makes a lot of sense. Yep. (laughs) Saturn has a bad rep, but if you choose not to appease him, there can be consequences. In life, just as in the mythic tale, we can learn to use Saturn as a friend rather than a foe. So basically, like she says, Saturn has to learn from his mistakes and reap the consequences of his actions, much like you will have to do during this transit. (laughs) Saturn's lesson is also a karmic one. He was selfish and unkind to others, which led to his demise. He ended up alone because of his decisions. That's Mm -hmm. not to say that you'll end up in seclusion in the swamps of Earth, but you will (laughs) find yourself in a place of reflection during this time. You may also find yourself lonely at times as you are navigating through your life and making important choices that will affect you for years to come. Yes. And so I basically, you know, throughout your life, Saturn is going to kind of, you know, <laughs> come to the forefront either as an opposition or as a return. And so, you know, you kind of have these, these pivotal moments where you have to kind of re-examine everything again. And then, you know, so you had that, that one in your twenties, which is a return, your late twenties, and then you have an, a Saturn opposition that is kind of construed as a mid- midlife crisis. Have I wasted my life? Like, where is it going? Who's toxic to me? Who doesn't, who, what no longer serves me? Am I living my purpose? All of that is kind of up to for debate and examination and um so that's kind of a and it's considered kind of a halfway point to kind of re-examine who you want to be and where you want to be and then at the age of like 56 or 59 or ish like around your late 50s you have a Saturn return where you're kind of going why didn't I why is it taking me this long? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. why didn't I think, see things clearly enough? And that kind of thing, like, don't don't waste your time on things that aren't kind of bringing you joy. And yeah, so I mean, there's there's these big moments 
And then around the age of, and really it depends again, where you read these things, but this particular place is saying your early seventies. The other passage I read was your later seventies, but the Saturn opposition in your seventies is kind of like, how can I pay it forward? How can I help others now? You know, how do you use your wisdom to kind of impart things to others and whatever? So, I mean, it's, you, you can kind of see how life evolves through these oppositions and returns. And they're things that everybody goes through anyways. But I mean, it's kind of nice to actually have a roadmap for it so you can be more aware and make more conscious choices. Right. Um, and I actually found you're going to you might laugh at this. but <laughs> I found a Saturn. They call it a Saturn return survival kit, but it actually encompasses um, Saturn returns, Saturn oppositions and Saturn squares. So it's, I'm going to put a link to it on the show page afterwards, but it is, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, it's like a 13 page document. It's called Bene Belwen, B-E-N-E, B-E-L-L. W-E-N dot files dot WordPress dot com. Um, and you might need to search it out because there's a lot of backslashes right now, but it's it's called your Saturn Return Survival Kit. And the person talks about how um, the recommendations in this document can be used to counteract any malefic effects so any bad effects of a saturn return saturn opposition or saturn square and there's also there's like some really cool things like how to do a saturn return talisman of protection which i thought was pretty cool <laughs> yeah we all need that <laughs> <laughs> it looks kind of pentacle like or no it actually looks more star of david like i take that back and I think there's like codes to like figure out how to do your own particular one like suited for you based on I want to say your name but don't quote me you'd have to like read through this document but there's there's some really cool things that you can do to uh there's like a prosperity oil recipe with oh my goodness there's a lot of ingredients in this <laughs> Go, going back to the um, Lazy Witchcraft uh, podcast, can you just use rosemary for all of them? <laughs> I'm tempted. There's well, And this is one of those where they really, really kind of take it to the H&L. But um, the prosperity oil recipe calls for sesame oil, amber stones, angelica roots, bay leaves, cloves, frankincense, resin, ginger root, lavender, lung yen, dragon eyes. Uh, mint leaves, red dates, rosemary. There's the rosemary. Saffron. There's rosemary. <laughs> Just use that. Saffron, star and anise pods, and sweet orange blossoms. And there's a whole recipe with heating to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. So uh, definitely look at the document I for mean, that. I feel like it would make your house smell really good. <laughs> I don't, can you use it as a roll-on? I, I don't even know, like, there's a whole page on this, so I don't know exactly what you do with the oil. Um, yeah, yeah, that is the thing sometimes with um, some of these spells where I'm just like, okay, so what do I do with it afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> They're straining it to make a, an oil of the solids and then 
I, I don't know what you rub it on, right. but there's some... yeah, yeah. Like, is it a perfume or can you use it as a dressing? <gasps> it's anything. It's everything. It's a room spray. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, heal wounds with it. Also, uh, there's also bath salts for energetic cleansing, and these have Eps- a cup of Epsom salt. 10 drops of sandalwood essential oil, 10 drops of bergamot, 10 drops of frankincense, 10 drops of eucalyptus, and an optional cup of baking soda. So that's something. And there's a whole like thing that you say. I call upon the one divinity, the Holy Spirit with many names to consecrate these salts and <laughs> and the cat and whoever. <laughs> Bowie's got things to say. <laughs> I don't know if Bowie's going to want these bath salts, but and who whosoever bathes in these salts shall be cleansed and purified pain and aches, leaving the body and shed into the water. Ooh, I can actually Ooh, I need this. this. <laughs> see, see, this see, y'all, this is what you need for your Saturnabas position oh my god yeah because things hurt a lot more at this age <laughs> yeah kind of achy troubles and discomforts leaving the mind and spirit shed into the water and the spirit sanctified by the powers vested in me it is so ordered so very fun things to say lots of visualization there's some journaling with an oracle deck um fortifying the personal vicinity with wood now that could be taken a lot of <laughs> Uh, but it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's kind of a cool little document. It looks like it's free, so you just have to print it up for yourself. I will put it as a link on the show page. Maybe I'll also put it on Twitter just in case, uh, just to put it out there sooner because it'll take me a little while to get this podcast edited, edited and uploaded. So in the meantime, I'll try to tweet it out. Tweet it out. <laughs> tweet it out. Oh, <laughs> So are there any, I mean, we have some crystals potentially that we could, that one could use. Um, And I know you have some resources. Oh yeah. Actually, let me just go to um, the notes that I made um, right here with the crystals, um, like from the uh, Saturn return guide by Lisa Stardust. Uh, there was actually a crystal meditation that you can do, um, but it's like that was um, written by the Hood Witch, uh, Bree Luna. Yeah, Bree Luna. And uh, but down, in the mineral world, Saturn is associated with the stones Smoky Quartz, Jet Obsidian, Black Tourmaline, Tiger's Eye, and Apache Tear. You may utilize any of these stones to place in your hands or on your altar during your meditation. Like I'd say that all of these stones are known for like um, repelling negative energy and being very protective and grounding. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, and, and it seems like, cause I, I Googled some and everybody has their own opinion of different types of crystals. Uh, but I, the ones that you listed are definitely um, a lot of them that I saw, at least from one place with the smoky quartz, the obsidian onyx, hematite jet, apparently, but they're all still the same kind of heavy, dark protective kind of stuff. Somebody else actually kind of listed out blue ones and i'm like really blue like that didn't occur to me blue sapphire amethyst and dicolite blue spinel and lapis now amethyst is purple but i i'm just like if you had to pick i think i'd definitely go more with the the deeper darker heavier protective stones right maybe the blue ones are more for like your third eye like trying to like um just gain more wisdom oh yeah 
and speaking your truth because they can also go with that throat chakra right and yeah facing you know kind of telling (laughs) especially the people and the the things that no longer serve there's a lot of awkward conversations around some of that stuff yep (laughs) (laughs) i actually thought about starting a business at some point where you know you just tell the awkward things that people don't really want to say but need to convey (laughs) (laughs) give it with a with a glitter bomb (laughs) (laughs) Glitter bomb optional, another $5. You could also add a box of chocolates if you're really worried about hurting that person's feelings. <laughs> it could go either way, glitter or chocolate. <laughs> Maybe like a cake business where like you write the awkward thing in icing on the cake. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, because then at least you have a sweet follow-up to it. So what are you really going to remember from it? Right. <laughs> This is so awful. (laughs) But okay, so the crystals definitely, um, if you could pick like your favorite crystal for these Saturn experiences, what would you pick Virgo last? Oh, God. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm actually trying to think and like, yeah, I just went through my Saturn opposition. I feel like I actually was like, um, kind of uh, really drawn towards like my garnets. And, um, yeah, and black tourmaline for sure. And and also, um, blue appetite. Really? Yeah. And again, like, I think maybe it was for like, yeah, like throat chakra, speaking my truth, like, um, gaining wisdom, all of that. That's funny because I've actually, the last like year or two, especially, I've been wearing a ton of black, like just so much black. And like thinking about it in these terms, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm grounding and protecting myself. It's just the phase I'm in. I'm going to accept it now instead of ripping on the fact that, you know, (laughs) where are my summery florals? I got nothing but black dresses. Leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Dotsonhotweather.com. Oh my gosh. I was out somewhere and I'm like looking at all these ladies and they're dressed up in these pretty you know floral maxi dresses and i'm like my maxi dresses are all black my midi dresses are all black my skirts are all black i mean welcome to the party my closet is basically a black hole (laughs) (laughs) but i've actually been really drawn to smoky quartz personally and um what's interesting is that smoky quartz oftentimes can be irradiated and so the stuff you'll find in most marketplaces are, it's going to be very consistently colored in this very darkish brownish <laughs> kind of color, very, very deep brown. And when you get it natural, um, it's really kind of hazy. It can have color like zones in it. It can be like close to clear sometimes. And it's just a very, if you can get some of that though, oh my God, the energy from that is just so much more, um, I don't know. It's just a clearer energy. It's very intense and yet supportive at the same time. That's in my opinion. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's the time of your life when you need some extra support. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, and also, I think that whatever your body needs, you respond to differently. So, you know, if you're not in the phase or the place for a certain crystal, you'll pick it up and you'll be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Put it back down. Like. (laughs) (laughs) you know i could be like totally going off on on smoky quartz but virgo last you could pick up smoky quartz and you know you just may not like black tourmaline like i love black tourmaline but 
I just have not really connected with it lately. Although black spinel is different. I'm totally into black spinel. Oh, God. I've watched way too many um, Steven Universe cartoons. So it's like whenever we like talk about these crystals, all of a sudden like little cartoon characters pop up in my head. <laughs> oh, I love crystals. Yeah, we're going to have to have a crystal episode coming up soon just because I need. We should do one. Oh, so I'm like getting just I don't know, like I'm transported just thinking about it. Like it's a very weird. But yeah. Um, so that might be the next one. We will have to see. But so any resources, though, aside from the one that I kind of mentioned, and we talked about the crystals, but like anything to kind of leave people with as far as kind of dealing with these moments or not moments, but <laughs> phases of life that could last years. <laughs> right. I mean, I would say probably like, especially from my own experience, is that like, um, Right now is the time to manifest. Like, um, I and I wish that I had known that when I was going through my Saturn return because I was just flailing about, wondering why my life wasn't a certain way. Um, and so I think I probably would have set myself up for much more success if I had actually been like, you know, speaking out loud what I wanted from the universe, or even like been trying to pinpoint that down, but. I mean, this time, I think probably also because like my Saturn opposition came like um, at the heels of the pandemic. So it really like put into sharp focus what was lacking from my life and what I needed. And um, honestly, like all year long, like, I mean, I because, you know, like I uh, have my deck of tarot cards and I kept like asking the tarot cards like, OK, so when is when are things going to turn around like what should i be doing should i be starting my own business should i be looking for a new job should i be sticking this out and over and over the cars just kept saying hang in there it's going to be okay and i mean like and then more months would go by i'm just like okay like when's it gonna be okay like <laughs> <laughs> like what should i be doing and um the cars were just like hang on it's gonna be okay. <laughs> like over and over, that was the message that I was getting. And yeah, it took some time, but I literally got this job offer like right at the very beginning of my Saturn opposition. It was just like, boom, manifest. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that you, you touch on a lot of important points with, you know, being specific about what you want and having the patience to wait it out because things don't always happen on your time schedule. It happens when the universe has things align in the proper way. So you can put the intentions out there and you can be really clear about what you want, but then it's kind of about timing as well. Right. So, and you did it. You, you awesome manifest, are you? <laughs> I'm working on manifesting some things for myself, and I actually need to kind of revisit my Saturn opposition time frame. <laughs> uh, do you know of any, just as an ending point, like, do you know of any Saturn opposition cal calculators or like preferable websites to kind of I mean of... it's really hard to find the only way that the only reason why I found this out was because I recently like 
um, did my birth chart through um, Chani Nicholas, who ha- is like this awesome astrologer. She has an app. Um, she has a great book if you want to really like get in deep with your um, with your birth chart and what all of it means. Um, her book is called uh, "You Were Born for This." And oh, um, okay. Yeah, and she has an app. They're working on it for um for Android, but right now it's only on um like the iPhone. But like that one did like give me like in my transit section, it said your Saturn opposition is here from this date to this date. So I was able to just see it right there. Um but I feel like there are a lot of um there are a lot of calculators out there for your Saturn return. I think the Saturn opposition is just a lot harder to find because nobody cares about midlife. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so- until, until you're in it. That's when you <laughs> care. But the rest of the world, they're like, eh, that's a different age bracket. We don't care about that. That's not sexy. <laughs> yeah, that's, No, the midlife one is not sexy. Um, <laughs> I did find one. I'm just kind of like, I was just putzing around right now but like astrocal.co.uk and i might actually put this link on there too the saturn return calculator apparently my saturn is in leo um, oh my god so is mine oh my god twinsies okay so. <laughs> i mean I, I guess that we probably shouldn't be like so like freaked out about that because no. i mean like we were born like what we were born like the same year like yeah. everyone born the same year has saturn in the same sign <laughs> oh but anyways so but down if you scroll down and there's things you can pay for like a full report for so many pounds because yes this is the uk we're talking pounds but um down if you scroll further down it kind of talks about your important dates to look out for and it actually it has the age it has the start of the transit and the finish of the transit and it has it listed by the first waxing square the first opposition the first waning square the saturn return the second waxing square the second opposition the second waning square the second return the third waxing square the third opposition the third waning square and da 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 da, da third saturn return so and i don't even want to look at that one at the age of 88 in 2064 <laughs> right exactly <laughs> just can i ignore that one right now <laughs> when i'm 88 i'm going to have like bigger things to worry about <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, so, but my point is that it will give you a breakdown then of, so my first waxing square was age six to seven and it happened in 83. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So much fun. Um, Yeah. And I'm looking at my daughter was actually born during my Saturn return. That's crazy. My Saturn return started in august of 2005 and finished in may of 2006 and she was born in um october of 2005 so i'll that's what you do with your saturn return your saturn return hit and you were like i need another baby well i'm a cancer i'm all i'm the nurturer mm-hmm. i'm the sign of children so yeah i think that was my whatever like that was probably my coming into my own as far as being you know that sign maybe but <laughs> I got nothing. Um, so much to talk about. But anyways, anybody who's curious, uh, definitely that's a place you can check out and you don't have to pay for at least the topical knowledge here. <laughs> so much fun. I'll, I'll tweet a link for that too. 
But um, anyways, so this has been a very, I think, informative podcast. Let's give ourselves a pat on the back for this one. Yes. Round of applause. <laughs> Round of applause. Clap in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Old habits die hard. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, maybe uh, the next one we will be kind of delving into the wonderful, wonderful world of crystals. But until then, uh, please keep up with us on Twitter. Um, I'm at chick underscore mystic and Virgo Lass. I am Lass Virgo. And also, uh, you can find us on anywhere besides Podbean. We're on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes. The list goes on and on if there is a place (laughs) that you haven't heard of. And uh, if you are listening to us on any of those platforms, if you want to like go ahead and like hit those five stars like right now, um, subscribe to us, leave us a nice little review. If you don't like us, then why are you listening to us? Like go listen to something else. Like, <laughs> you've got options. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, so much fun uh but yeah basically and also if there is a topic that you want to hear more about and or you'd like to learn about please reach out to us we would love to kind of delve into those things we're always up for new and interesting exciting ideas and topics so definitely please uh you can message me on twitter or uh send <laughs> i'm trying to think of i i don't know if my uh email is on there or not it was on it was listed for a while but i don't know if it's there now so uh but you can sure they can slide and they can slide into your dms you yeah you can (laughs) and also if anybody out there would like to schedule a reading if you are kind of at a critical juncture in your life maybe you're having an opposition or a return experience or something else is going on that's you huge (laughs) huge (laughs) feel free to reach out to me and uh i do do some one-on-one work i also actually do couples i i (laughs) yeah you do (laughs) i read for couples (laughs) uh haven't done that one in a while but uh, you know what we're just gonna leave that we're gonna park that there <laughs> I'm going to wish everybody out there a wonderful rest of your weeks. Uh oh, enjoy on the 10th of June, at least out in the uh in America. It's going to be June 10th. I don't know if it affects people a little bit with the time change depending on where you live, but there's going to be a solar eclipse and a new moon on June 10th. So That's enjoy those right. things. eclipse season. Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> we're all we're also in a retrograde right now, so just so much fun. Yes, there's a lot of fun to be had. All the yeah. astrology yeah. fun at once. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, all the electronics at my new job have been like, oh hey, oh hey, Virgo lass, how about if we like mess up on you all at once? <laughs> oh, so much fun with the retrograde. So. Uh-huh. Another, what, week or two to look forward. I think it ends June 22nd. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah, so we have a a couple more weeks with that. But anyways, in the meantime, please enjoy the lunar eclipse or the lunar, the solar eclipse. Don't stare right at it. I think they're referring to it as the ring of fire. So that's going to be fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, just make sure to stay mystical. Good night, my witches. (laughs) 